theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Three, two, one. Well, hello, friends. Hello, planet Earth and Quinn. How are you, my love? I'm very good. I'm excited for this conversation because this has been coming up in my brain more and more the more we lean into the future. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about um, the idea of early adopters and is can you actually be too early of an adopter to right. something? I think it's an interesting thought because prior to leaning into the future to the degree that we're, we are, I would say you couldn't. Like yeah. you, the earlier, the better. And a lot of uh, things say that too, you know, plan preparation prevents poor performance. Well, plan earlier. Yeah. I think what, but we're talking about the adopters, right? We're talking, we're not necessarily talking about, um, the entrepreneurs who are building these things. Yeah. We're talking about the people who are like, yeah, this is what I, I'm adopting to this like way before other people are. Mm. Right. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, so, so that you're differentiating it a little bit. Well, kind of. I mean, when we're like, okay, look, because my research has been in consumer behavior, so there oh, are some okay. clear, you know, I'm making the connection. Yeah, categories of co- types of consumers, right? That you want to target, right? At certain stages of a company or right. a product's life, right? Mm-hmm. Life cycle. So you have, you know, the early adopters, and then you have um, the people who adopt right after them. I forget what the what the name is right now, but. And then you have, you know, mass adoption. And then you mm-hmm. have the laggards who are the latest to the game. But, you know, yeah, kind of like, it's already on its way out. It's heavily discounted. Yeah, exactly. But the early adopters, I mean, early adopters, there are pros and cons. There are trade-offs as there are to every single category of a consumer, right? Is that you, you're probably paying the most than anyone else because it's new, right? Well, yeah, and there's high risk, higher high risk. risk. But I do, I do want to go back and forth between it including consumers and also entrepreneurs as well okay because this is something that i'm really feeling that there is a too early to create a business plausibility that may be occurring oh yeah in certain situations and i can give a a bunch of examples but i'll give one of my earlier memories when i was a kid living in brisbane one of my friend's parents he the dad he was very very into new technology and he was all about an electric car and this is like the 90s like it's ridiculous but like he invested so much time and so much energy into working on and tinkering with his own electric car it was way too early i mean you can't you, you don't have charging stations you don't even have ways of charging it the technology the battery technology wasn't even close to being there it was like he was basically making a longer distance golf cart which is not very helpful when you're living in you know, South San Francisco. So when it comes to being too early to the party, we agree you could be too early to a party. You could be too early of an adopter where you're not sure if all the things are out there for for it all to come together at that moment in time. But at the same time, what if he just leaned into it even further and further and further? But then he would have have had a crazy vision like Elon Musk. And I don't know, it's just... would you say he's too early? Would you say he was, he was all right? Like, what what are your thoughts? I mean, well, honestly, I mean, electric car, the idea of that and the technology that 
I mean, there were electric cars in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Okay, so it's not like... Right. I mean, and he was doing it at a time where it was actually way closer to when Tesla kind of emerged as like obviously a disrupting yeah. company in the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I don't know. I think timing has a lot to do with it, obviously. And no one can actually predict the timing yeah. of when something is is like going to come to full fruition. But it has more to do with the... I would say it's timing, it's money, it's the idea, it's you know how many people are actually making this a priority. I mean, think about when Tesla, you know, when Elon Musk took over Tesla, we were all very much of the mindset of like what global warming is doing right mm. in the nineties. Is that, was that really the case? I'm not really sure if it was or not. Right. Yeah. And part of it has to do with access to information online right. and like access to news and like all these different sources of information where we are more aware of what's going on around the world mm-hmm. than we were maybe in the nineties before the internet really took off yeah. or the eighties. So I don't know. I, I would say obviously though, like, like you were kind of alluding to, Progress doesn't happen without people taking those risks regardless, right? right yeah, no yeah. one can really plan or predict the timing of when their invention or their business or whatever is going to disrupt. Consumers can't decide, like, everyone's going to adopt this because this is the best. Well, maybe they can predict it to a certain degree, but they can never actually know it until it actually gets th- to that point in time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And the degree in which one can predict accurately, I don't know. But I mean, you got to, you just, it's a lot of like, do you believe that all the information that you've pulled in is telling you that this is very likely to occur at this point in time? And therefore I should invest my time right now into being in that segment. That's where it gets really exciting and complicated, but that's kind of entrepreneurship in a nutshell because timing does have to do with success. It is such an essential component to getting the stars to align and it's really hard to time it. I always feel this is the other thing. I always feel like people, including us, are feeling as though they're arriving late to a party. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dude, you're, you're you, you. There's so many people who've been in this for so long, and then you talk to those people who have been in it for so long, and they're like, dude, I felt like I was late to the party when I first started, and I just think that's like a normal mentality. But the truth is, maybe they were in the early adopter phase, and they didn't even realize it were they too early perhaps perhaps not depends on what they chose to do at that point in time and what their focus was on but the truth is it's all based on one's perspective yeah that's very true i i really think that you know there's early adopters like if you really dig down into what an early adopter is Hmm. or i mean maybe like early disruptor for entrepreneurs i don't know but early adopters I mean, there's a spectrum, there's a range yeah. in that in general. And I feel like that's, that usually is the way that it is when you really kind of like microscope down into a segment of anything, yeah. you see that there are differences within the segment. And, right. um, I mean, of course, like, you know, we talk a lot about blockchain and cryptocurrencies and, and all that stuff, but a lot of that was, a lot of this is like not necessarily brand new technology, mm-hmm. like the foundations, the fundamentals, like blockchain isn't like new necessarily. It's just, it's now reached it, it, well, now, now it's almost what 20 years now yeah no well, now it's 10 sorry 10, 10 years. well i mean the blockchain concept the idea of a blockchain yeah, was actually, was around for a while and then satoshi nakamoto and bitcoin released with the blockchain and showed people the utility of this technology you see yeah. like oh, something nine. we know in in a lot of you know in the world of academia is like there's a lot of things that are um 
really cool in theory, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's not until you actually someone comes along maybe years later, yeah, and then says, "Hey, this is actually the this is a great idea." Yeah. And now here's the utility and we have the technology and it's like the right timing for it, right? So, I mean, and there are some things that we still, you know, don't really really know too much about yet. I mean, like we we really don't know how certain industries are going to evolve. We hope that the automotive industry is going to evolve towards a cleaner you know, greener right. future, yeah. right? And it looks to be that way, obviously. But what would have happened if Tesla didn't happen? Yeah, right? well, 10 How- years ago, would we say that we're going to see mass adoption of electric cars? Yeah. I remember I was having dinner with one of my parents' friends, like, not too long ago. And he was, no, it was probably actually eight years ago. And he was like, what do you think about Elon Musk and Tesla? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a big believer. He's like, dude, the price of Tesla stock is where way more than the actual amount that he's producing in profit and the quantities of cars that he's putting out. Everyone's just, it's all hype. It's all hype. Dude, if like you just invested a little bit of money, it's crazy. Tesla stock was one of the most successful stocks in the last 10 years, honestly. And at that point in time, he thought it was all hype. Early adopter, late to the party. Where was he? Where was I? I? I'm still trying to like, it's always interesting to reflect back Yeah. when you're trying to make decisions moving forward. Yeah, I know. I agree with that completely. And I think that's kind of where, again, we're talking about like there's a spectrum of early adopters. I think that there are early adopters who adopt early for different reasons. Sometimes mm. it's for hype. Sometimes it's based on like real substance. Like I love hearing the stories of you know, um, like Vitalik Buterin, who uh, basically ca- you know created Ethereum blockchain, mm-hmm. um, where he was like he read the white paper by Satoshi Nakamoto about Bitcoin, and it was like this is it, this is all I'm doing. I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything else. This is it. You know, and there are certain people who just like right away kind of get it, and then some people who who kind of get into it just because of the hype, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think the ones who come in or who don't come in because they think it's hype, haven't really understood the substance. And I don't know Mm. which one is better off or not, because usually people who really come in because it's hype leave pretty fast too. Hmm. I think that the people, I think that the adopters who really come into a certain industry or whatever, eventually it all shakes out. Whereas like, well, do you really understand what the potential of this could have been? Like, mm-hmm. did you really read through it? Did you really understand, like, what were the trends leading up to this? What what does this technology have the potential to actually do if we can do this right? You know, mm-hmm. and, like, I think that a lot of it ha- comes down to due diligence. And so I don't know who, you know, you had a conversation with. I don't know who that is, but I know that a lot of other people have had that type of conversation back mm-hmm. in the day about, like, doubting Tesla. I mean, you, heard, you we saw it on the news where people were like, this is stupid, this is, yeah. like, whatever a lot of people shorted it a lot of people did and you know what that's okay everyone has their choice Uh, everyone has the choice to adopt or to not adopt but of course with high risk comes high reward and i think that like we often say it's not just about taking the risk just for taking the risk's sake it's Mm -hmm. about taking a calculated risk right and that's where the substance comes in is like do you really understand what this actually could do what he Hmm. or she is really trying to do with this disruptive company or this disruptive technology how essential do you think it is for an individual to feel some type of connection or finding themselves being a perfect fit in the industry that they're trying to become an early adopter in Mm. for example like if you you talked about uh vitalik buterin with Mm -hmm. ethereum he that was like a perfect thing for him because his father was very very free market and he was into computer programming a lot and so then when he read the white paper for bitcoin it was as though they came together perfectly and he was like i'm going all in on this one and then you, you look at you know 
a lot of uh, other successful entrepreneurs more often than not i find that they're fascinated by this type of technology out of like their own personal interest and then something gives them insight that the timing's just right for it to to take off and that's when they just go and hit the gas big time and i'm wondering is that essential is it not essential does it happen more often than not what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think in order to be on that cutting edge and like be there for like the substance of whatever this is, there has to be connection in some way, shape or form, right? I mean, I wouldn't say it's just his, I mean, it was definitely the way that Vitalik was raised, of course, and his dad and, and, and those thoughts. And then also, you know, his interest in computer programming and everything. But it's also kind of like the age that he was also, you know, where he's just like very open and just wanting to just go for it. Didn't really, mm. you know, and I feel like, you absolutely have to have some sort of a connection and that could be That's lots of different thinking. things. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be, Oh, I totally connect with the technology. It could be something as like, you know, ideological based as like, I really appreciate the a concept of a free market where yeah. there's no, you know, government control because, you know, maybe my great grandfather actually lived in a place where he was controlled and like, what well, you know, like there's mm-hmm. like lots of different reasons like, why people connect f- yeah. with certain things. And I, do, but I do think that it is an essential part because if you don't have that, then, I think what happens, unfortunately, is um, this new, you know, technology or whatever company, mm-hmm. whatever they're trying to do, can either a be threatening to you, mm. um, challenge your systems of beliefs because maybe you're doing just fine with the way that it is, and you don't mm. want people to to disrupt it, right? Yeah. Um, or that you, I don't know. I mean, there, there are a lot of different reasons why people would say absolutely not, and why people would say yes. This is what I've been looking for. Right. And I think you almost kind of have to be seeking it out too. Yeah. Now there are some rare people, you know, like lawyers, like lawyers who got into understanding what blockchain was early on, hmm. I think are really, really fascinating because <laughs> <laughs> one of the big things that, you know, um, that technology is trying to do is eliminate intermediaries. And one of those intermediaries and in contracts is lawyers. But mm-hmm. what they are doing is they're helping to define and interpret what certain contracts and the law yeah. means and how that all kind of comes together. But a lot of other people in that same profession say this is ridiculous, this is stupid, like smart or contracts, they view whatever. It as a threat. Or well, and usually if they do have that feeling, it's probably because it's threatening in some way and they probably don't want to admit that. Or yeah. some people do admit that. So, you know, I it's it's a complicated thing. But I would say, you know, I think the question of like can you be too early of an adopter? Mm-hmm. Like that's I mean, yeah. I would you say do maybe think so? maybe but what does that mean? I feel like when you're too early of an adopter to something, I mean, you're going to see a lot. If you're yeah. really on the like on the forefront of right. it, you're going to see a lot about how disruption occurs, how markets occur happen, how the news picks up on certain things, like yeah. why certain things work out and why they didn't, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't know, I think it's it's definitely not a bad place to be. I would say it's really kind of a cool place. I think it's the best position to be in. Perhaps we can agree on that. And if you look at Elon Musk trying to have an interplanetary world, or I guess not a world like where humans live on different planets, uh, that's very, very forward thinking, but is he too much of a, I guess the early adopter wouldn't be the correct term, but is he too far of a visionary, um, entrepreneur? I would say that he's not because he, with having that vision of us eventually living on Mars and then going beyond, he can now work backwards and view the steps, the essential steps to accomplish that goal. And this is a very long-term goal ever since he established that's 
something he's dedicated to achieving. And the first step was, well, we need to be able to have reusable rockets where they go, go up and they, they come back down. Not every time they go up, all those resources are diminished. And so you, you take those little tiny steps, then you get to m the moon. I think that's kind of the next phase is we're going to have a full-on space station on the moon and we'll do a lot of research. It'll be actually kind of exciting. And then, yes, we will go to Mars. He might look really old by the time we get there. But I really think that it's something that we will achieve. But even though he was, that's his original, maybe that's his original motive, his most overarching motive, you got to go backwards and start at the central steps. And he does, I mean, that's pretty wild that he can go that far out, you know? But for us, it's just like, okay, so what if we see the world becoming like this? Now let's look at the steps that have to occur for it to get there. Where are we right now? What's being done right now? And where can we contribute to this? Boom. Entrepreneurship. Exactly. Well, I think that in a weird way, you can akin that vision to like a macro thesis, right? Or like a macro theory. Like this is, a, this is maybe what I think explains how we don't eliminate our species. Because mm. every other species at some point has had a cat catastrophic moment, yeah. right? And then a new age happened. And so he's really kind of thinking like big in terms of, yeah, his vision, because he wants us to be an interplanetary species where no one, no other species that we know of has actually achieved this. And right. so if we, if we have this gift of intelligence and consciousness and all that stuff, we might as well use it to save ourselves because sometimes we end up being, you know, yeah, the, the thing that threatens our species the most. So it'll be interesting, like a thousand years from now. Yeah. Having people reflect on who Elon Musk was. I and agree. The quotes that he said. I agree, but I think what's cool about it is that when you put a vision out there like that, like regardless of who you are, it could be not. It doesn't have to be Elon Musk, but he's one of them. It's that very you put, visionary. You put a vision out there, and people can take it. Right mm -hmm. now, it's like something that okay, we really do want to go to the moon. Is that really something that's happening? Okay, or we're really going to go to Mars? Well, now like this eleven-year-old kid hears this, and he's like, I, "That's what I want to do. I want to go to Mars. I want to help us get to Mars." Yeah. Right? Okay, awesome. Like that wouldn't be a thing that someone could ta attach themselves onto eventually right. if the vision wasn't out there, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there are some people in this world who are people that like have to basically yeah communicate their vision to people so that they people will just like take it and run it run with it yeah. however they want. And then there are some people who won't do that, but then they're the ones who just take it and run with it, right? Yeah. So I I do think that there's I mean the consequence of being an early adopter, like what is it really? I mean maybe it doesn't work out right away. Maybe the timing isn't right. Yeah, maybe, maybe you gotta wait longer. Well, the other thing is maybe you should have invested your time into something that was a little bit more relative to the time. Right. So, for example, if we're going back to the Elon Musk and Mars situation, the, the, maybe the flaw would be that you're so focused on getting to Mars, you forget about the step that's going to be extremely beneficial of getting to the moon. Right. And you just aim for Mars the whole time. And now you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and you're not able to make money to grow to get the resources to accomplish your goal to go to mars so i think it was the first uh contract with spacex was being able to transport goods and launch satellites helps them get billions of dollars of money which allows them to move up and move up and grow and grow and grow and yeah eventually it'll go to mars but maybe the flaw would be that you're aiming for the long shot one before the rest of the 
in this situation, the universe is ready for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. But you also remember, like, there's also the leapfrog effect too, right? Where, Mm -hmm. like, um, this happens a lot of times in developing countries where it's like, okay, they don't have, they, they can't afford to build the infrastructure of this. But over time, um, something happens where they're actually starting to, like, become more and more developed. And there's a new technology that, you know, maybe is a little bit more cost effective or maybe is a little bit more expensive, mm-hmm. but actually is more effective and efficient hmm. than anything else. And so, like, what was what was the the type of vehicle that you were working on when I first met you? Oh, I was looking at using compressed natural gas. Compressed natural gas. So this is one example, right? Where it's like, okay, we want to wean ourselves off of the you know dependency on foreign oil, yeah. on oil in general. Yeah. And so the compressed natural gas became one of those things. And actually, T. And it's Pickens, less uh, harmful to the ozone layer exactly and yeah. well that's yeah so it, it reduced the carbon footprint of, a, of yeah. a vehicle more miles per gallon too yeah more miles per gallon and significantly less cost per mile exactly and like t boone pickens one of the alumni donors at oklahoma city university and oil baron he was really invested into that and I, we actually saw some you know uh, stations that had the compressed natural gas yeah. in there all of our buses in stillwater were ran on natural gas exactly but when you're looking for the best solution for all vehicles around mm-hmm. the world um most you know most vehicles wherever they are whether they're in india with like tata the you know like inexpensive cars that are all around there mm-hmm. like what technology are they really going to adopt first in terms of going like tra- making the transition away from carb or combustion engine right well they're probably not going to go with natural gas that was in between electric you know the yeah. time of electric and not they're probably going to leapfrog and go into electric, right? Yeah. Or they're going to leapfrog and go into solar. Like there's, there are a lot of things, um, you know, the timing of it uh, is, is hard to predict, but it's I think. It's so hard. That's, it is. I, I mean, do you think it would be that much easier to understand? Like if you really do all the homework you possibly could, would you know what would have been the best move? Or like it was a lack of knowledge that convinced people to go in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And if they just had all the knowledge then they would have went in the right direction or is it really kind of everyone has there's even with all the knowledge you still may pick the wrong one yeah you can that's tough well but at the same time you know what i think that part of the whole idea of like hey we're gonna early adopt to this vision or whatever it mm-hmm. is right ideally you're early adopting to a better vision like it's it's a it's a solution it's a disruptive solution that actually makes things better for most people like yeah. that's that's really where disruption comes from, right? right. Um, and so if that if it has that, I think there's almost a sense of understanding that this is going to be a while, mm-hmm. right? If you're really early, like you know that this isn't going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You're pro- you, if you don't know that, you're going to be told that by a lot of people who are in there. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? This isn't going to happen in a year. This, like we're just early days still. Like this still has time to evolve. But you know what? I think that the types of people who want to go in there, early adopter fully, like, okay, let's go here, mm-hmm. um, are like have a certain level of, you know, risk tolerance, mm-hmm. right? And also understand that it is it is open season game. Like it's mm-hmm. you have to know that this is going to be a while, but also that you know, you're going to learn a lot too. Like you got to be open. Yeah. Like you're in it, why are you in it really? Are you you're in, if you're really in it to change the world, well you're not that's not going to happen right away. Yeah. But you're going to learn a lot along the way. Right. And if you have if you build a community of people who are like-minded and understand like yeah, this is like, because if we don't build this solution, what is the eventual path? And that's where that vision yeah, happens, right? Yeah, you got to do right? something. Right. You, you got to pick one path. Yeah. Or you got to pursue one vision. But to 
which one is where it gets really difficult. Like Toyota, they chose to invest into hybrid cars as a step moving forward, and they've done very well with the hybrid cars. And then they also invested a lot of money into um, hydrogen vehicles, which is an amazing thing. But at the same time, that vision, I mean, you asked me maybe 12 years ago, I would have said that's looking like there's pretty good potential for it. But now the complexities of getting hydrogen stations seems way out there. And with the new technology that's coming from batteries where you can charge your car really, really quickly and the quantity of electric car stations and the quantity of cars that are coming out that are electric, that one's looking really promising, way more than it did. And there was probably a point in time where they looked like they were even, or it may have even looked like hydrogen was the most likely one and electric, you know, you squash that. Is it really like just you pick one and you stick with it and hopefully you're right? Like how much is a gamble? How much is it of it is like I'd have this knowledge? Because Toyota is a very smart company, some of the smartest people. And I don't know. They they did bet on multiple, you know, if you're playing roulette, they put on multiple numbers. Yeah. Red, black, you know, they put a little bit in the odd too. But here we are. Electric seems very likely to be the future. Yeah, but who would have, I mean, really predicted that now also, obviously government policies are shaping and, you know, incentivizing certain right. companies. Of it's doing all so easy and, in hindsight, right? Yeah, it is. But I, I, I just want to, I think what you're saying is, is really an important point where, you know, no one has a crystal ball. And like, I think you, obviously after this pandemic, certain industries took a huge hit that we never really thought were going to take a huge hit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're talking about, like, what does a pandemic absolutely cripple? Well, it cripples a lot of different things, you know? And it crippled a lot of economies, and especially ones that were based on, you know, travel and tourism. And then travel and tourism, like cruises, airlines, all that stuff shut down. No one, I mean, we kind of could have predicted it. If you watched, you know, um, Bill Gates' TED Talk in, like, 2014, okay, cool. That was 2014, that was so long ago, right? Right, And so there are certain things that peop- that humans have to be ignorant to in order to move forward, to, in mm-hmm. order to do things, right? To actually yeah. get things done. Yeah. But I think that, you know, in terms of what people lean into, well, that is up for interpretation. Like that mm-hmm. has, you have to have something that connects you with it. I do believe yeah. that. Like where something you see in the, vi- in this vision um, means something to you, yeah. right? And so if like cars aren't it, then you're not going to be, I mean, you can maybe buy an electric vehicle if that's something that you're, okay, this is my contribution yeah. to this. But what, is, what else is it? Like, how else can things be better? Yeah. You know, how can things be more, um, I don't know. There's, there's just, there's a lot. But I think that if you're an early adopter in whatever industry, whatever way you're in, you, all, you have to kind of accept that it may or may not all work out. But you'll right. learn a lot along the way. And yeah. you might, through those lessons and through that experience, you could probably build more than if you didn't adopt early. Well, I appreciate how you said that you do need to find something that you connect with. And earlier in this conversation, you mentioned that it may be best if it's overarching, like very macro. And I think that's that might be the perfect solution because if you really understand your whole, I mean, the goal is to understand your purpose on planet Earth. I mean, isn't that the whole pyramid thing? Like, your Mm self-realization if you understand that then everything else can trickle from there and it allows you to be more open to different industries or segments that perhaps you didn't feel the direct connection with but if you can find some 
that that reason why you're here or what you're trying to accomplish while you're living your best life. Yes. Then you can use that as your guiding light and then pick the route because eventually you're going to get to the end of the light. You are. I mean, you, you will one way or another. It might not be like, oh, wow, we completely disrupted and everything's all successful. Yeah, it you're may gonna, not go to plan. It might not all go to plan. But I think, again, like this last year, has, if, if it hasn't opened your eyes up, I don't know what will. Like mm-hmm. to the like you really can't predict anything. Yeah. And so you can't control everything exactly. either. Exactly. Like you could say this is going to be the technology that changes it all. And then something else new comes in and you're like, well, yeah, that's actually better. All right, cool. Well, good. Nice try guys. You know, yeah. but that's like, that is kind of part of the fun in it. Right? right. It is not, it's not necessarily a gamble. You're working towards something and it has to be something that you really do believe in. And you ha- eventually build a community of others who kind of help you along the way too. And you yeah. teach each other. Um, and yeah, I just think that it, it's fun to me. Yeah. And this is kind of obviously speaking to like the type of people you and I are, and this isn't for everyone. Um, cause some people really need a little bit more, you know, consistency and stability in their life. And early adopting is not necessarily the most stable or, you know, most predictable thing, but like we were just saying, nothing really is. Well, I'm starting to think that can you be too early of an adopter? You can't be if you're focusing on the biggest picture possible, yeah. your purpose on earth, your life purpose, and what you're trying to accomplish before you go and the vision that you have for the world after you leave. And if you focus on that, you can't be too early because now it's just the decisions that come in between and you just need to make sure they align. Beautifully said, my love. It's a little deep, but that's how we end it. I think it's a great way to end it. I I really appreciated this conversation a lot. I hope um, you guys got a lot of it out of it too, you know, in terms of, you know, where exactly you want to spend your your time, your money or whatever and why, you know, we're all kind of questioning these things. But, um, you know, I really enjoy this conversation. So we look forward to speaking with all of you tomorrow. We Mm -hmm. will talk to you then. Bye. Bye.